Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday. That's right. You got it. And you know what that means? It's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller from the Holy Land of Hadera, Israel. And please welcome my guest co-host again, Mr. Yaakov Koren. Hello, hello. Welcome out there in Radio Land all around the world. Radio Land. <laughs> ya- Yaakov, how are you? <laughs> Well, they can download the podcast for the people. Hey, if you're listening to this another time, just know that you can you know, download it anytime on Israel News Talk Radio. Oh, wait a second. If you're hearing this and you're not live, you know that already. Okay. <laughs> um, so welcome to the show, everybody. Another fabulous uh, insanity-filled uh, week here in Israel and all over the world. Um, first, let's uh, let's say hello to our listeners. I love saying hello to our listeners. Of course, as usual, the United States of China, South Africa, boo, just kidding, uh, <laughs> Canada, Israel, United Kingdom, Spain, oh, and India, hello, India, uh, Brazil, Australia, and the luck of the Irish, Ireland. Ireland as well. Julia. Yes. Um, I wanted to say, everybody, that uh, this week, of course, I have the lovely uh, Yaakov uh, Korin with me. Of course, last week, you were a very bad boy, uh, uh, Yaakov, because uh, you you didn't show up, and it was a complete disaster. You're a very bad boy. You're a bad man. Very bad man, Yaakov. Very bad man. What happened to you? Oh, well, uh, I was very rebellious. I... uh... I, I was actually, I got into a fight uh, with slumber. <laughs> you basically slept through your alarm. And you know what? I was calling you I, a I thousand times. Alarm. I, I did. Five I did. minutes before the show, and you didn't hear it. And you know, yes, you, you screwed me over. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was lovely. Yeah, I was very mad at you, but I'm over it now. I've forgiven you. As a good Jew, I have forgiven you. You're not holding a grudge, huh? No, absolutely not. No grudge. I'm glad you're here. It's it's like, you know, people don't understand. This is a this is not a this is a very difficult job, and and I need someone to talk to and bounce off, and I need to, immediate reaction. It's like doing stand up. You know, everyone's like, well, why don't you just do the show by yourself? I'm like, I can't do the show by myself. It's like doing stand up in front of an empty room. I mean, it's like it defeats the purpose. You know, you're so I needy, need- Stephen. You're so needy. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I I am extremely needy. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so anyway, did you have a good Shabbat? Uh, I did. I did. It was wonderful. I actually uh, spent it at the Chabad in town. Okay. So if our listeners aren't aware, you are in California right now. So it's actually very early in the morning. So good morning to you, Yaakov. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Yes, I'm in uh, California, where it is just after. The seventh hour of the morning. That's right. And here in Israel, it is 5.05 Israel time. Live We're uh, for the uh, drive home traffic. <laughs> anyway, um, so we can start it off um, with some news. And I found this. 
Uh, of course, uh, you know, this uh, has to do with our lovely neighbors, Iran. Um, this is a crazy story. You're going you're gonna to love this. Where did you run? Where did you run? What do you mean, where did I run? You said Iran. Iran? Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. That joke's terrible. Uh, we just lost India. They left. That is not funny. I'm not listening to this show anymore. You they know, didn't I wonder- like the Iran joke. <laughs> um <laughs> I wonder if you know in India, in, in America, Seven uh, Elevens are all owned by Indians uh, from India. They come over here, they have lots of money, and they buy these Seven Elevens. I wonder if in India, do they have a Seven Eleven in India? So if you're listening, India, give us a call. And let me know if you have Slurpees over there, because I love Slurpee. All maybe, right, maybe over in India, they're they're owned by all Americans. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just a thought. That was that was a good one. Okay, keep them keep them like that. Okay, uh, <laughs> just kidding. So here's the title. This comes from Forbes magazine. This is unbelievable. It says, Iran, uh, our next-door neighbor here, it accused it, uh, Iran's next-door neighbor accused of stealing rain clouds as severe drought sweeps through the country. Did you hear about this? <laughs> I failed to hear about that. <laughs> This is this is I thought this was like a joke, uh, but this is actually a it's a real story. It said it um, it all started with a few images that went viral on social media over the past couple months. Photos have been circulating on platforms showing contrasting weather conditions in Turkey and Iran. Now, while Turkey exhibits cloudy skies and snow covered mountaintops just across the border in Iran, there appears to be nothing but empty skies and dry mountains. So what seems to be a stark difference in rainfall and snowfall patterns between the two neighboring countries since raised a question among Iranians as to why. So now one theory is going around suggests that Turkey, Iran is accusing Turkey of cloud stealing. We are <laughs> you are stealing our clouds. Uh, it's a term referred to the belief or accusation that countries are using uh, like a certain technology to manipulate weather patterns to divert rain clouds away from a specific area. Now, how is Turkey stealing clouds from Iran, and how do they get? How do they convince you know? Hey, <laughs> clouds, come over here. Forget Iran. Uh, they're a very bad country. I don't understand. I mean, have you... I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. They're, they're kind of a low tech country, you know. I mean, there's not not a lot of brain power there. But this, I, this, I, I'm, I'm not sure how that's done. But I mean, you know, I mean, that's kind of typical, isn't, isn't it, Stephen? You know, um, in the region, uh, in, in, in MENA, well, especially in, in the Middle East, we have these different countries that uh, make all these wild accusations, like they they. They catch wild animals, and some animals are actually even um, endangered species. And yet, they're supposed spies for the Mossad. At least that's what they're they're called and blamed. And then they're held captive, uh, sometimes abused, sometimes eventually they're they're set free. It, it's unbelievable. It says here they they call it cloud seeding. It says uh, the biggest adverse effect is generating suspicion that a neighboring country is either trying to steal their rain or perhaps wage. Uh, su- uh, I can't even pronounce this word. Environmental warfare. Let's just put it that way. So now uh, we have to worry. Uh, you know, Iran accuses. Uh, you know, uh, I-, I mean, Iran is funding uh, terrorism all over the world, and uh, and then they have the nerve to uh, accuse Turkey of stealing their clouds. <laughs> like Iran is rain. accusing Iran is accusing Turkey of uh, CD operations. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. very CD. Hi, oh. <laughs> 
Anyway, so uh, I, I think the climate change people probably would say, they're right, they're right. They can manipulate the weather. No one can steal clouds. I don't know. I don't believe it. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I mean, with, with their level of technology, what are they using, like uh, hot air balloons? And then they, they convince the clouds to jump in the basket? I mean, come on. Yeah. They're well, <laughs> Iran, uh, Iran is calling Turkey the pirates of the atmosphere. Arr, we're stealing your clouds. <laughs> stop stop stealing us now. Arr, you're stealing. You're stealing our clouds so it rains in Turkey. Arr, it's dry over here in Iran. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. Give me your clouds or your <laughs> life. Oh, my God. It's just ridiculous. So... Iran, I, I, uh, I don't know what to say, but uh, <laughs> that's just a ridiculous story. But yeah, there you did go. you get tired? Did, did you get tired, Stephen? Did I get tired? Yeah, you, you, you again. You said Iran, not Iran. So you okay. said you ran. You ran. <laughs> okay. Did you run far? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, I also wanted to just mention. I wanted to mention this a few weeks ago. But you ever notice, like uh, on social media, people like um, I got to find this. Um, they're very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the word when you're, it's like all about you. They're, uh, what's the name people use? Um, uh, when you're, uh, when you feel, you feel uh, someone, it's uh, all about them. Oh, narcissist. Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, producer, thank you. Thank narcissist. You <laughs> That's right. Narcissist. So, um, I, I saw this post by this person who I'm friends with and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, why would you? So I want to share the post and I just wanted to get your opinion. This is, this is just the, uh, this is a, a segment I like to call, uh, on lighten up, uh, narcissist on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you think of this. Okay. This is what this uh, girl, right. uh, I'm not going to reveal her name, but, um, is this, this going to be a, a whole new segment, Stephen, that we're going to have <laughs> on the program? It could be. It, it depends. It depends. Uh, it depends uh, what South Africa thinks. Okay, uh, when they're not tr uh, busy uh, saying that uh, we're committing gen genocide. Um, here we go. Yes, while well, 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 they're busy uh, murdering about eighty-seven people per day on average, there. Well, here's 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 this uh, post. I just it just bothers me, and I wanted to get your opinion. I want to see if it bothers anybody else. It says, uh, she says, I decided to. I needed a little break from social media. I used to take a month off every year as a type of detox. However, I haven't done it since 2020 began. This feels like a good time to bring it back. Not sure if I'll be gone a couple weeks, a month, or longer just yet. If you need me, I'm leaving my business cards with contact information below. My office is in the Montco and Bucks area. I'm in Bucks one to two times a month as needed. See you on the flip side. <laughs> what? What? There is so much to digest here in this ridiculous, stupid, insane post from this person. First of all, you're acting like you're taking a vac like taking a vacation from social media. Like I do it every year, uh, but I haven't done it since 2020 because of COVID. I was wearing a mask, so I decided not to take time off on social media. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be gone a couple of weeks, a month, or longer. But I love how she leaves her contact information wow. on Facebook for the whole world. Because, you know, we all need to get in contact with her. Apparently, this, this woman is a lawyer. And she loves the fact that she's a lawyer. And she tells us her work schedule. Well, I'm in this office once and twice a month. And I'm in this office every day. Here's my contact information. Uh, if you miss my posts so much on Facebook and you need to talk to me, please call me. I mean... 
are, are you insane? Are, are you are, really? This is this is this is what's going on. You see what's going on in the world, and this is what this person posts on Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they wish they were, you know, going to be that missed to that extent. I suppose, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Stephen. Would you feel? Would you feel like the need to be missed to be people to tell you, you know? God, I missed you for two weeks. Where were you? No. In fact, if I want to leave uh, Facebook or social media, I'll just stop posting. I don't post. I mean, that's all I do. I don't go tell people I'm not posting anymore. It's just very uh, narcissistic. Anyway, I just wanted well, to share well, because that's, that's the way a lot of people feel on on Facebook groups um, when people people announce that they're either going to quit Facebook because of something that they find abhorrent or, or controversial you know, like, I don't know, basic human Jewish rights, I don't know, um, you know, or, or, or any other subject or, or in a group on Facebook. And, you know, the, you know, they announce, look, you know, I, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to blah, 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 blah. And, and of course, you know, every, everyone says, OK, well, you know, besides don't let the, the door hit your took us on the way out. Um, they say, well, you know what? You don't have to announce that you're leaving. Exactly. That's that's my whole point. And, and just the fact that she's announcing and tell everyone, you know, uh, I do this every year, but I haven't done it for th four years. I mean, you're, you're, you're whatever. I just thought it was funny and I wanted to share it with the world. Share it with the world. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Hey, guess what? Every year uh, they have the National Anti-Semite Awards. Did you uh, know about this? I, I missed that one. <laughs> it's on. Uh, it's on Fox. Uh, it's it's right after the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I must have missed. Right. It's it's must see TV. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So uh, this year, um, they f uh, have the winner. Well, for the previous year. So I have the winner of the 2023 Anti-Semite of the Year. Are you interested in knowing who it is? Uh, please, I'm, I'm with bated breath. Drum roll, please! <laughs> Where's our sound effects? Oh, they're on there. We just can't hear them. We hear them after the show. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so for 2023, the anti-Semite of the year is Rashida Slave. Woohoo! Oh, okay. I, I, I kind of see that. I kind of see that. It says here, leading, anti leading anti-Semitism watchdog group, Stop Anti-Semitism, has named U.S. Representative Rashida Tlaib as 2023's Anti-Semite of the Year. A damning assessment of her public remarks about the Israeli-Arab conflict and most notably Hamas massacre across Israel, uh, southern Israel, on October 7th. It says here, Congresswoman Tlaib's well-earned dishonor reflects a long history of anti-Semitism. But her statements in the wake of Hamas, October 7 attacks, were particularly unconscionable. So they named her Anti-Semite of the Year. Now, we've done stories like this before in the past. Um, I think she's actually won in the past. So she's probably a two-time Anti-Semite Award winner. I know that. She's like the Meryl Streep of anti-Semites. <laughs> Wow, um, it sounds like she has great potential for more. That's right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, so it says here, uh, stop anti-Semitism. So, so, so did you say that it was the second time, did you say, Stephen? She's definitely won before. We've done this story before. She's won before. Um, oh, oh, well, absolutely. So that means that uh, she's anti-Semite squared. That's right. Um, 
And you know, it goes in talking about all the stuff she's done. She got censured by the United States Congress, which basically means nothing. Uh, but anyway, um, purely symbolic, actually. Yeah. That's right. Just to, it just goes in telling about all the lies she tells, and she has a Palestinian flag in her office, and she when she got elected, you and know, she has an LGBT flag too. Stephen, you're forgetting that. Oh, she does. I didn't know that. Does she? Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Uh, that's why there was a political cartoonist who actually uh, made a cartoon showing Talita's uh, Palestinian, Palestinian flag getting uh, thrown. Oh, throwing off the roof. The LGBT. BTQ two plus flag. That's right. <laughs> plus minus squared. Um, well, guess this. This is the best part of the article. So at the very end, guess who she beat out? Now, there were other people who were runners up. Obviously, oh, they have a whole list. They could have been contenders. Uh, who were they? I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. I could have been an anti-Semite. Um, you know who she beat out? This is absolutely who, who hysterical. Tlaib beat out... <laughs> Uh, this is no joke, people. Tlay beat out Hamas leader Ishmael Hanaye, among oh. others, to be named. Uh, wow. Anti-Semitic. Wow, wow. She, beat, she beat out the leader of Hamas. That's how evil she is. <laughs> well, um, um, uh, yeah, Hanaye, he must be very envious, actually, of Tlaib. And, and he, he might... Uh, punish actually some of her relatives because she has relatives that are associated with Hamas. He's he's quoted by saying, "I want a recount. I want a recount. This is not fair. This is fixed. This was rigged like the 2020 election. I am the Donald Trump of anti-Semites. This is this is uh, this is rigged. I should have been. I should have won this award. I launch more rockets into Israel now. It's launched. <laughs> Meanwhile." Best the caviar. <laughs> oh my God! I cannot believe she beat out the, she beat out the leader of Hamas. It's no joke, people. It's unbelievable. Oh wow! Wow. Anyway, well, that, that's a know, lightning I mean, story. I, I, I actually kind of thought, you know, Stephen, that you were going to mention maybe Yay. Oh, he's he's he was uh, he was one of the, yes he was one of the runners up. We've spoken about him plenty of times on this show. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought that was so. So, uh, so there's a there's a. There's a strange uh, occurrence here. Let's see, uh, headline on the AP. Uh, Kansas couple charged with collecting man's retirement while keeping his body in their home six years. Excuse I, I, me? I, I wonder if they're associated with, with Hamas, you know, I mean, because aren't they the only other, you know, the terrorist groups that, that keep uh, bodies and expect payments for them? Who's keeping dead bodies? Say that again. Well, in this case, it was a couple in Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, okay. Honey, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> a, a Kansas couple um, has been charged with fraudulently collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative while oh. they concealed his body inside their home for six years. Why did they conceal it if they got the payment because he was dead? I don't understand. Right. No, 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 no! They didn't get payment because he was dead. Oh. They got payment because they Dafka because they thought that he was alive because oh. the reason what have you? 
Uh, was this like weekend at Bernie's in Kansas City? <laughs> it, must, it must have been. Yeah, weekend at Bernie, Bernie's Kansas style, I suppose. My God, just, um, as, as the insurance company pulls up to investigate, they have his like you know his body propped up on the porch, and they're raising his hands like with strings, like puppets. I'm alive. Don't worry. Just keep sending the cash. Just keep sending my retirement cash. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's uh, hey, hey um, doesn't Kansas even have their own uh, barbecue flavor? I believe they do. Kansas-style uh, barbecue sauce. I think so. Uh, I think not to be right. confused with, you know, dead human bodies, corpses, though. I mean, <laughs> let's not put that, that together. <laughs> um, then we'll be uh, imitating a, a Russian prison. That's right. You've heard about the cannibalism in Russian prisons, right? No, but I don't. I don't think we should go there. This is a, this is why? A, this why? Is, is that too dark for you? This is a holy show. You're a wuss. You're a wuss, Stephen. Come on. Um, <laughs> here's a story. I think you're going to like this one. Some international news coming straight out of North Korea. North Korea's Kim vows to dismantle father's unification arch as he declares South Korea the principal enemy. So there's this unification arch. It's like a big, huge statue. And it's supposed to symbolize North and South Korea being together. Uh, as one country. Uh, it says Korean leader Kim Jong-un on Monday vowed to remove a massive monument to the possible reunification of the Korean peninsula that his father constructed in Pyongyang, calling it an eyesore. This an eyesore. Kim's call during a speech at the Supreme People's Assembly. This is what they call their quote-unquote Congress. He calls it Supreme People's Assembly. Now, I don't think there's anyone uh, very supreme over there in North Korea. <laughs> but it says they had a meeting saying that um, he's going to dismantle this statue. It says um, his New Year's resolution declar declaration that the North was ending a policy of seeking reconciliation with South Korea. We know reconcile. They're number one enemy. That's what he said. He said uh, uh, North Korea has also been active militarily in recent weeks, firing hundreds of artillery rounds into the water. This is how they show their their protest. They're brave, they're, they're, how how brave they are. That's right. Yeah, their valor. I don't. I don't like a statue. I shoot missile in ocean. Shooting uh, missiles in ocean, scaring those South Koreans. That's right. It says, uh, besides calling for the destruction of the reunification monument, Kim on Monday also said Pyongyang was abolishing all agency for promoting cooperation with Seoul. We no cooperate. We no cooperate. Oh. Anyway, if you look at this, uh, if you Google it, you'll see this beautiful statue, big, huge, huge monument. And it's like two, it looks like, it looks like two women are holding up a ball. And the ball has a picture of all of Korea together. And it represents the unification of the country. And apparently, uh, Kim Jong-un, no, no unification. So, we so angry, we're going to launch missile in ocean. Anyway, so that's So, them. would you like a statue, Stephen, of you? No. Or, or maybe a statue of two women um, holding your basketballs? No, I would not. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, did you hear what happened on Alaska Airlines? Uh, no. Uh, what happened? This is, uh, it says here, uh, well, first of all, people were flying on, uh, on Alaska Airlines, and the door, it says here. It sounds cold. You know, just Alaska just by itself. I don't well, know. Well, this, this is very cold. It says, hours after an Alaska Airlines flight was forced to make an emergency landing in Portland, Oregon, 
uh, a door plug blew out and passengers received an email from the carrier. It was an apology, a full refund for the aborted flight. So each passenger got $1,500 for the door being blown off the the flight in midair, in midair. Oh, right, right. Oh, it's, it says to uh, assist with any inconveniences, we're going to give every passenger fifteen hundred dollars. And now uh, customers are grappling with whether this amount adequately covers uh, the uh, uh, of what they endured. And one of the yeah, customers- what did they endure? The the uh, the premature the premature exit of uh, of the door, door plug, right? Yeah. Well, the door was uh, like open during a flight, and one of the customers right, exposed to to the atmosphere, to the that's, air, while everyone that's right. In midair, so, so, 30,000 feet who, up in the air. I wonder who calculated that, Stephen. I mean, like, so everyone's fear of dying and uh, being exposed, maybe even depending on uh, on the elevation, you know, I mean, of lack of oxygen, uh, was basically worth $1,500 per capita. They, uh, they, they blamed it on uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Donald Trump or Israel, no doubt. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the passengers says, "I haven't fully processed if that payment is enough or not." Said Nicholas Hawk, thirty three, who was on the Alaska Airlines. I don't know how this is going to affect me in the coming weeks and months. He's waking up with nightmares, thinking he's getting sucked out of an airplane. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I could blame Stephen to be honest. I mean, that would be a little bit too much excitement on a flight, you know. Well, you know, I got to tell you, if they're giving out fifteen hundred dollars for a, a, a door plug that that blew open during a flight, you know, I wonder if I can sue the manufacturer of my bedroom door because it doesn't close properly. You think I can get like a thousand bucks for it? Because that's traumatizing. I, I think you better ask like for a hundred bucks. How much money do you think I should get for that? Well, uh, one hundred, because you're you're not you're not in flight. You're not at ten thousand feet. Oh, I'm in flight, baby. <laughs> Yeah, maybe at night while you're while you're snoozing, while you're sloughing. That's right. Well, speaking of airlines, uh, did you hear about this? Uh, United Airlines. Oh, you haven't told me yet. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, it says here, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby has a history of dressing in drag, and his drag name is Kesha Taylor Swift. <laughs> I didn't want to laugh, but I can't help it. <laughs> That's and this is a true story. It says here, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby allegedly has a pension for dressing in drag as a famous female singer. Uh, p- pictures have resurfaced, uh, which reveal, and he goes by the name Kesha. Yeah, my name is Kesha Taylor Swift. And uh, I, th- I think that that's like an amalgamation of like two different uh, female artists. Uh, Kesha was relevant uh, as a as a singer uh, for about I don't know two seconds about ten ten years ago about a decade ago. It, it, he's a, he thinks he's a black uh, black trans uh, pla- uh, black drag queen. Um, it says here on uh, Monday the conservative account. Did you know the libs of TikTok? They discovered the pictures and yes. posted it. It says he's appearing to don a long purple and blonde wig, black eye makeup, and a stuffed bra, chaps, and a lot of leather. <laughs> and he's singing like a, like a karaoke. Um, anyway, uh, how many kindergartens have booked him yet? I don't know, but uh, when next time you fly on, uh, I think everyone next time you fly on United Airlines, uh, just know that the uh, just uh, ask him if uh, just say, "Hey, I know Kesha. <laughs> Can I get a free ticket?" <laughs> Where's my 30% off? I That's know right. Miss Kesha. 
Um, so it's it's just a very bizarre, very bizarre story. But he's very uh, – it says here, Kirby went on to become the president of the United Airlines in 2016 and was promoted to CEO in 2020. The United Airlines has a long champion, the LGBTQ, and they have IA+. I don't know what IA stands for. Do you have any idea? No? Okay. Are you off the air? All right. Uh in 1999, the airline became the first in the U.S. to offer benefits to, to same-gender domestic partners. So he's very into uh, that kind of stuff. Are you there? No? I'm all alone again. You left me again. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I find you, you know, I don't know. What, what happened? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I think I actually tapped my microphone. I, I went silent for a moment. Oh, okay. All right. Do you Did have you separation anxiety, Stephen? I do a little bit. Well, you know, I'm talking about Tesha, the CEO of uh, United Airlines, and uh, Kesha, you're, you're... Kesha, not Tessa. Oh, Kesha, Kesha. Sorry, Kesha, <laughs> Kesha. Yeah, with an A in the end. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. Anyway, <laughs> Kesha Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, what isn't that funny? Yeah, that yeah. is funny. Um, now, do you have any stories you'd like to share? Um. Well, that's okay. If you don't, that's okay. Um, no, I, I mean, one night I was followed actually, which was very interesting. I, um, I actually, we could go Thursday. I went to drop off someone in, in our community, in the Jewish community here, um, does a lot of work, uh, with the homeless or whatever. And, uh, actually, I, I used to do uh, a lot of, uh, volunteer work in soup kitchens, even in, even in Jerusalem, actually. Okay. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, yes, yeah, so uh, so Linnell is her name. Uh, so she does a lot of work with homeless he- here in town. So I just merely drive over to her place to drop off a couple of uh, coats for donation, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I get, I get blocked. I get blocked on the main thoroughfare by this white SUV that doesn't let me is not letting me back up so i was it was it oj simpson well, actually a three-point turn right um, sorry was it oj simpson it's a white ass was it a white ford bronco <laughs> it, it could have been I, I i didn't check i didn't check um i i didn't check it could have been grape juice instead of uh, oj i don't know anyway um so this is so it prevented me from backing up and then it followed me so i couldn't stop at lanelle's home because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want them to have too much excitement, you know, uh, that evening, you know, God forbid. So, so, uh, and then, and then I went around and it followed me again because the street that, that turns off is actually kind of like a U. So it has two points of egress and ingress, right? right. Um, anyway, it happened twice. So at one point, I just had to drive it like 70 miles an hour to get away because uh, I haven't finished my, uh, my martial arts class and, uh, and I haven't picked up a firearm yet. Where's my big gavir when I need him? <laughs> you were in a high high speed chase last night. Uh, well, a week, a week and a couple days ago, yes, that's right. Oh, well, okay. absolutely. Thank God you're speed. okay. Up to seventy miles an hour on a residential street. Well, I'm Lots glad you're fun. okay. That's pro- maybe that's why you weren't on the show last week. Yeah, I was busy. I was busy driving seventy miles an hour down a residential street. <laughs> right. Um, well, here, since you're uh, driving on the street there, uh, I'm sure, you know, as most public uh, streets, people drive, they see public signs right on the highways, right? Everyone all over the world has signs. 
advertisement signs. Here's here's a funny uh, story. I, I this is really ridiculous. It says uh, the feds discourage humorous electronic messages on highways. Um, it says here this is in Phoenix. Uh, a federal agency is discouraging humorous and quirky messages that could distract or confuse drivers on highways and freeways across the country. A federal highway administration recently released an updated 1,100-page manual. Only the federal government of the United States can have an 1,100-page document on road signs. Are you kidding me? It says it spells out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. Anyway, you know, people so, advertise... So afterwards, I mean, you know, if you can... Uh... You know, uh, only 11,000 pages, right? No, 1,100, not 11,000. Oh, 1,100. Okay, my bad. Um, it says it, here, it says part of the document, it says, rather, signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear when relaying important information like warning drivers of crashes, overhead, adverse weather conditions, blah, 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 blah. So some of the signs that really annoyed the federal government uh, that said, that's enough. No more of this funny stuff. Here's some of the signs. Uh, among them, uh, in Massachusetts, they had electronic signs that said, Use Ya Blinka. <laughs> I mean, Use <laughs> Ya Blinka. Uh, so that was in Massachusetts. That's and silly. In, it, it's stupid. And in Ohio, they had signs that said, Visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, my home state of Pennsylvania, it said, don't drive star-spangled hammered from Pennsylvania. <laughs> star-spangled hammer. My hammered, hammered. Star-spangled hammered. Like, don't drive drunk. Oh, oh, get hammered. Gotcha. Schnockered hammered. Yakov. Ah. Get, get with it, Yakov. <laughs> right, yeah. I, 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 need, I totally need to get up with my... Uh, um, uh, how do you say aga in English? Uh, slang, right. Uh, right. Um, for, for drunk, for drunk, yeah. In, in yeah. New Jersey, uh, it says, hocus pocus, drive with focus. This is what's angering the federal government. And then... Uh, boil, Arizona, boil, toil and trouble was another one, right? That's right. Well, there were some other ones. I, I made up some new signs. But the last one, it says, hands on the wheel, not your meal. <laughs> that's from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat while driving. Got it. <laughs> I mean, I think they're cute, whatever. But of course, this angers the uh, the federal government and Joe Biden. I don't like the science. It confuses me when I drive. So I uh, wait, decided, wait, wait, wait. that thing is driving. That's my. That's, yes, I drive all the time. Yakov. Well, he drives me crazy. Well, here's some signs that I wrote that I think would be better served on the highways of America. Here's uh, here's one. It says, don't speed because Joe Biden is special needs. <laughs> oh, you, ah, ah. You like that ah. one or no? Actually, no, actually, that's better than, than, than another one that I heard. OK, all right. Here's another yep. one. I, here's another one I thought of. Uh uh, uh, don't uh, don't do cocaine while you're switching lanes. <laughs> if that's around Los Angeles area, that would make total sense. Exactly. I mean, those are real signs. But anyway, that's what the federal government is uh, getting bent out of shape, uh, and also wow. trying to. Uh, oh, tell speak. Go ahead. Speaking of signs, speaking yeah. of signs, um, actually, I, my my story probably didn't make as much sense unless I actually add. Um, retroactively, you know, three minutes going back, um, that actually I had just merged, and, and so the SUV was right on my tuchus, 
right on on the back, and so it was able to read my license plate even. And uh, on the the license plate frame, I actually have a license plate frame that says Hebrew Hammer, Hebrew Hammer, and and uh, and two Magani David, two two stars of David on the, on the license plate frame. Is that your cell phone going off in the background? Uh, unfortunately, it is. Yes. Can you can you tell your mom not to call you while you're on the air? Does she want Eva! her breakfast now? Does she want your breakfast? <laughs> right. Yakov, come she's give me my angry. scrambled she's eggs. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still angry because my latkes are come out better than hers. That's right. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's what's going on in the United States, and um, as far as um. Uh, going on in Israel. So, of course, Israel is uh, being sued, of course, by South Africa. Come on, South Africa, you're listening. Um, and, of course, last week I mentioned that Germany came to their defense, which I think is very uh, ironic and funny. <laughs> but um, now there's another article I saw where uh, Russia is getting very upset. They're condemning Germany, saying it's not the Holocaust was just not about the Jews. Other people got uh, had minorities uh, killed and genocide just isn't uh, about Jews and the Holocaust just isn't about Jews. And why are you coming to the defense of Jews? And uh, so Russia is very upset uh, with uh, Germany for coming to the defense at the International Court of uh, Israel. And all Israel is, is uh, they uh, all this is... Uh, uh, thank you very much, Germany. Appreciate it. Keep sending over the Mercedes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Did you hear that? Um, I, I missed that. I didn't hear that Russia was reproaching Germany. Yeah, it says, it says Russia downplays Holocaust impact on Jews, pans German defense of Israel at the ICJ. So the spokeswoman says Ber Berlin ignores massacres of non-Jews during World War II, criti criticizes unfettered support of Israel. Jerusalem slams Holocaust distortion. Thanks, Germany, for backing. <laughs> Thanks, Germany. It's a strange world. It's a strange world that we live in right now. It, it really is. It's like uh, it's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, the uh, the uh, 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 the Kremlin's foreign minister spokeswoman Maria Zakharova she criticizes and she labeled Berlin's unfettered support for the Jewish state and accused it of systematically ignoring the plight of non-Jews and European minorities, particularly Slavic people and then the Soviet Union, who were massacred during the Holocaust. So Russia is very upset uh, that non-Jews got killed in World War II, and Germany is only coming to the defense of Israel. Uh, <laughs> it's just it, The whole thing is just bizarre. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you know, the Russia could, could kind of have a point, you know, that, that there were some other people that also suffered too. It wasn't just our people. Okay. I just kind of feel that the timing is just a bit off. Just a bit off, you know? I mean, like, now's not the time, you know? Hey, Two Russia, do you know you're in a war ago, with Ukraine? Russia. Two weeks Russia. ago. Two weeks yeah, later, Russia, fine. Right now, it's a little weird. Well, Russia's in a war with Ukraine. They should just keep their trap shut. The hypocrisy. Tons of hypocrisy. Anyway, uh, I want to finish off with a really nice light story uh, for Lighten Up. I think you're going to love this story. It actually has some controversy. Does this come it's, with a guarantee? It comes with a guarantee of controversy. It says uh, Guinness World Records reviews evidence related to the world's oldest dog title. How, how old do you think the world's oldest dog is? The world's oldest dog or the world's oldest dog title? 
The world's oldest dog. It's the Guinness World Book of Record. How old do you think? Oh, that... uh, 23. Clo- uh, wow. It says here, Guinness World Records said on Tuesday it was conducting a formal review of the world's oldest dog, and that's in quotes. Title uh, gave it to a Portuguese dog named Bobby. <laughs> the dog's name is Bob. 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 Bob actually died last year. He passed away. Uh, but the move follows complaints by veterinarians who raise doubts over his age. There's big controversy. It's like the United States election of 2020. There's lots of uh, questions going on. They want to recount. Um, it says here Bobby was a uh, – uh, I don't. I can't even – he was a purebred Raffaero. Uh, it was a purebred. I don't know what kind of purebred it was. Um, it said he spent his life in a village in central Portugal. Um, it said that the creature – they don't even call him a dog. They called the creature lived for 31 years and 165 days. That's the record. 31 years. Wow. It says breaking a record held since 1939 by an, by an Australian cattle dog that died at the age of 29 years and five months. Bobby, who died in October of last year, was declared the world oldest dog in February. So Bobby's breed, Oz, traditionally used as a sheepdog, uh, has a normal life expectancy of 12 to 14 years. Um, but it says here that Bobby's record was ongoing and it included looking over evidence again, seeking new evidence, reaching out to experts and those linked to the original application. I don't even know what that means. I guess they're they're reviewing what kind of food Bobby ate. Maybe he was injecting special hormones to make him live longer. I have no idea. But apparently he was a sheepdog. It sounds like that, that Bobby basically was uh... – you know, he, he, he was following a Whole Foods plant-based diet or something, you know? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It says here, according to uh, some veterinarians, were upset because he attributed Bobby's longevity to factors, including a steady diet of human food. So maybe Bobby was eating a couple uh, steaks and shrimp, which made him live 31 years or 30 if, years. If Bobby had been eating human food, he would have died at eight years old of a heart attack. <laughs> That's right. Uh so it says uh, no action has been taken yet regarding any record holders. Um, it added that any action would be determined by the review's outcome. Prior to his death, Bobby still loved walks but had become less adventurous. <laughs> he was using he was in a wheelchair. Yes. He was in a dog walker. Ah, okay, all right. Yeah, that that must be like at the same time. You know, in the morning he takes his wheatgrass drink. You know, that's right. You know that wheatgrass, right? Hmm? Yeah, and he was thinning. His hair was thinning. He was bald. So, uh, oh, oh, oh. poor Bobby. He was an old sheepdog who couldn't herd sheep. He was just like, <laughs> anyway, Yakov. Oh, wow. wow. We have 60 seconds I... left of the show, man. We seconds. did it. Yes. What do you say? Well, what, what would you like I, to say? I, I don't know. Are, are you pawing? I'm, I'm pawing for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then soon we'll be pining for the end eventually in about right. another five minutes. All right. So what do you have planned? Quickly, what do you have planned for after the show? I don't I'm going to Krav Maga. We got thirty seconds left. I wanna thank you, Yakov, for waking up this morning and sharing the show. I wanna thank all of our listeners and I wanna and I wish my condolences to Bobby the dead dog. I hope you remain the oldest dog in the world at 31 years of age and um, continue blessings. Let's please bless all of the soldiers in Gaza up in northern Israel and to uh, please safe return for all of our hostages. And thank you very much, everybody, uh, for listening listening, once again to Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller and Shavua Tov, everybody. Shavua Tov. Blessings for a new week.